0: Take a look behind the curtain with a real whistleblower and American Patriot. Prepare to embrace the uncomfortable truth because this program has no time for comforting lies. Here is civil liberties enthusiast, Second Amendment defender, and recovering FBI agent Kyle Serafin. Uh, Hello, my
1: friends. Welcome to the Kyle Serafin Show. Today is Wednesday. It's December the 13th, and uh, that is correct. We have no time the comforting lies. That's why we're bringing on Steve Friend, the real Steve Friend. He's going to be ditching me on Friday. I don't know what he's doing. He's traveling. He's got more important engagements. Maybe he's got a better date, but he's going to come and fill in on Whistleblower Wednesday. We just made that up right yesterday. I think a lot of people have said that. We're going to have Steve come on. We're going to talk about a new article that he just wrote, which is going to be dropping on the Bongino Report you guys can find that on bonginareport.com You should definitely go and look at that. Uh, you'll get a preview of it to, on The Kyle Serafin Show, and then you'll be able to go read it if you want to be nauseated on your own. You can go do that sort of thing. Let's see what we're going to talk about today. we got a, little, a couple of topics. First of all, we're going to be showing you something that uh, when I shared it with George Hill this morning, he said, I've never watched gay porn, and now I have. Um, what will that be? Stick around for that. That's going to make you guys sick. But uh, I promise you, it will not be visually graphic- it will just be auditorial disgusting. Uh, we're also going to cover down on some of the roots. Of, we're going to talk about 702 because there's some real ugly things that are going on, and we need to be pushing back about it. You guys need the information. We're going to give it to you 100%. We're going to talk about the lawsuit that we dropped yesterday. Kyle Seraphin Show is suing the FBI. You guys might get a kick out of this. It's going to be kind of fun. We're going to drop some knowledge on you regarding that as well. And SCOTA's dropping the ball. I got a bunch of video clips. We got a bunch of stories to talk about. We're going to lock it all in. Let's go ahead and start off with my friends over at Catholic Vote, if you would. The voting, I believe, opens either now. I think the voting's open right now. Let's go to uh, catholicvote.org, folks. You can uh, put in your email address where you'll get the loop, and you'll also be able to go and find—let me see here real quick. What is it called? Is it donate.catholicvote? Is that where it's at? Do you know, Ryan? Donate.catholicvote.com. Let's see if it's uh, available. The voting is open. The uh, Catholic Hero of the Year, we are into the semifinals round, so you guys can vote for Kyle Serafin. I have now triumphed over the uh, the baseball stud Trevor Williams, and I am now going head-to-head with the Archbishop of Los Angeles, who stood up to the Los Angeles Dodgers regarding the Sitgers, Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. Man, Dodgers got a lot of mileage out of that particular weird thing, bringing a bunch of trannies on to uh, hang out. I see Aaron uh, Trash Discord in the in the chat. Welcome, Aaron. Thanks for joining us, buddy. Uh, folks, if you're not watching on Rumble.com slash Kyle Seraphim, that's Rumble.com slash Kyle Seraphim, then you should. And that's where you can go and give us a like. Give us a like on that uh, Rumble channel there. We appreciate all that. We appreciate you guys joining us live. Uh, I'll tell you what. We're seeing Mark Hout versus Lila Rose is going to be the toughest bracket of that tournament of champions. So... Maybe, maybe, just maybe, it's Kyle Serafin versus Mark Hout. I will vote for Mark Hout when that happens. We'll vote live on uh, on tomorrow's show. We can only do it one time. You got all the way till Sunday to do this thing, so we'll bring that thing up. But uh, go check out Catholic Vote at its donate.catholicvote.org slash 2023 heroes bracket, so you guys can check that thing out if you want. I will put it in the show descriptions, and I will tweet it out, and I will pin it, and all the things. I'm in it to win it. I can't be beaten by, uh, by like, an archbishop. You don't even have any kids. I got four kids. I'm just going to say that. That's going to be my argument Four children making more Catholics, making more Christians, making more Americans that love freedom and patriotism. Looks like we've got the real Steve Friend back in the seat for a moment. He was raptured. Welcome back, Steve. I'm glad to see you. I don't know what happened, but suddenly I looked over and there was nothing but an empty chair. And I thought, that's it. We've missed it. Steve's gone. It's just me and Ryan left. It's just us sinners. Are you okay? Did you disappear for a while?
2: I had to go dive bomb on top of the Roomba that activated exactly as you went live, and I didn't want that in the background. But I have a question for you: If you win the the Catholic vote competition, I'm not winning. Mark Hove's winning. But go ahead. I mean, the stakes here—like, do you get to meet like Dan Brown and find out like about the Da Vinci Code or something? What, no, I just get a set of steak knives. All right. I mean, at least it'll be good for your family. I know you. I've got, just got really nice steak knives. Eat. Some people
1: know this about the Kyle Serafin family, the, the Serafin clan, which we are the Serafin clan. I think we're the furthest East of all the Serafin clans We're damn close to it. Uh, certainly the biggest clan on the East and the Serafin clan does a couple of things really, really well. We have excellent cookware. We have fantastic flatware and we have really, really good knives. It's one of the things that my wife and I put on our wedding list and we have very nice like professional chef grade knives, which I sharpen pretty frequently And I have proper steak knives. Do you know that a proper steak knife is not supposed to have serrations? Do you know that?
2: I don't know anything about steak knives. So you're at the But you're
1: like a meat eater. That's all you eat. You're like (laughs) almonds and steak is your only thing. You should know about steak knives. The reason why you don't have um, those serrations, that's actually the cheapy way to go, is because what that does is it tears the meat. And what you want to do is slice the meat to allow the juices to stay in. When you tear the meat, you actually let more of the juice run out, which means you're going to get a drier piece of meat.
2: So we're now finding out about how you have no serrations in the blades, and you have to put petroleum jelly on your zippers on the Kyle Seraphin show. Look, you, these you can't are say practical. You get the greatest information. This
1: is stuff that everybody should be running around with. I worked in a I worked in a uh, a steakhouse when I was seventeen and eighteen. I spent more time working in a steakhouse than Asha Ragnapapa did as an FBI agent. I also spent more time as a I spent more time as a Chili's waiter than she did as an FBI agent. But I'm just saying, I'm I'm passing practical knowledge on because if you guys don't know, when you go out there and you get that serrated thing and you're like, aha, a Cutco knife, hooray. Mm. And also, I'll just say this. Have you ever tried to sharpen serrated knives? You ever tried to go put an edge on one?
2: No, I just buy new knives.
1: You see? That's because you're into fraud, waste, and abuse. You're out there polluting the planet with all these new crappy knives that you're throwing the old ones away. I can
2: sharpen mine forever. I'm just saying it's a tool. I'm keeping Treating the like economy it. strong. <laughs> Thanks to me, Walmart is putting at least one more person through. <laughs> you, you want to know something else?
1: My, my brother, when I was a kid, he used to go and take uh, packets of, uh, of ketchup at McDonald's, and he would just squeeze them out on the table sometimes. And I'm like, dude, what kind of a-hole move is that? Why were you doing that? And he was like, jobs, bro. I'm keeping people employed in America.
2: I mean, does he also leave his uh, his buggy at the grocery store just out in the middle of the parking lot to, so they have to hire somebody to put it back? It's very possible. And if so, he would, he would justify it because he's keeping Americans
1: employed. He actually used to tell me the same thing. I'm keeping the economy moving by squeezing out. Someone's got to make the ketchup packet. Someone's got to throw the ketchup packet away. And someone's got to clean the table. And for him... Being a jerk actually equals... <laughs> he fails I'm a
2: citizenship test, but uh, he's good for the test.
1: Got it. So he's like Nikki Haley. Right. He also used to roll around in Hawaii with this uh, T-shirt that he would wear unironically, but no one knew it. It was a bulldozer. And underneath it, and I actually do actually uh, appreciate this sort of um, this sentiment. It was a bulldozer. Underneath it, it said, develop everything. <laughs> Which is really offensive to the native Hawaiian people because they're all mad about the development and all the hotels. And I and they would be like, yeah, bro, because like, they thought he was protesting it. But I think he was doing it just to just to get
2: a rise out of people. It's like squirting ketchup on their tables. Which I mean, he sounds he sounds like a seraphim of the west. Definitely a related clan. Probably doesn't have the offensive line style of family that you're you're working on there. No, but, he has
1: none. Uh... He has none. And I and honestly we haven't spoken since uh 2016, since before I went into the FBI. He he self-excommunicated. Uh, I heard you guys talking about the other day about the excommunications. Some people <laughs> self-eliminate from the process. Some people uh, need to be eliminated He's self-eliminated so it is what it is let's um let's get rowdy i want to i want to make sure that you're properly scared folks if you're uh, joining us for this like riff fest that steve friend and i keep doing um i want to make sure that you are properly worried and and you might not be are are you guys still scared of covid is there any discussion of covid in the friend household right now uh no no well let me just tell you steve who doesn't seem to care about covid and it's obviously not serious nobody is safe until everybody is safe. Ryan, let's play video number three. You wonder where I was gonna squeeze it in? I'm gonna squeeze it in right here. Video number three, nobody is safe. Just remember this stuff. This is a montage, this goes on for 11 minutes, folks. We're not gonna do that to you, but I'm gonna give you about 90 seconds to two minutes to make sure that you are properly primed for fear. Go ahead and run that video. We wanna make sure that people can discern the truth from the misinformation. And we wanna make sure that everyone understands that no one's safe till everyone's safe.
3: No one is safe. 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 Nobody is safe. This is a post-9-11 axiom, safer but not yet safe. No one is safe. No one is safe. No one is safe. No one is safe from COVID-19 until everyone is safe. If the whole world isn't safe, none of us are safe. No one is safe. No one is safe. Nobody is safe.
0: Until we're all safe. Health
4: experts have been saying nobody is safe.
0: Nobody is safe until everybody is safe. Nobody is safe. science is clear. None of us are safe.
4: There is no safety. No one is safe. No one is safe. No one is safe. No one is safe until everyone is safe. No one's safe. Nobody is safe. Nobody is safe. Nobody is safe. We'll, safe. we'll never be safe until we're all safe. We are never going
2: to be safe. 99.5% of people are safe and will survive COVID-19. <laughs> That's good right there. Uh, the only...
1: <laughs> That's a really fun thing to play. That, first of all, that, that Ryan literally goes, why do you have an 11-minute video in here? Are we going to play all that? And it's like, no, but that was a great cutaway. And also Bill Gates looks confused. Nobody is safe. Are you safe, do you think? Are you okay? Uh,
2: well, I mean, if, if you were two masks and get 19 jabs to the point where you look like the Michelin man from all the spike proteins, then I think that uh, you're probably in the 0.5% of people who are gonna die of COVID, or I don't know, your heart will explode. So
1: my,
0: I'm feeling
2: pretty good.
1: My mother-in-law asked my wife's aunt, her sister, to have their the sister's grandchild. I don't know what these relationships look like, but it's like basically like a second cousin, I think, something to that effect, of my kids. Um, it's a, my wife's cousin's child to get COVID tested at the age of four because she didn't want to bring COVID home to Connecticut. She just came out to visit us. And we got into this like mind-bending thing. It's like, well, why do you need the kid to get tested? She was like, well, because he might have COVID. I don't want to bring it back. She was like, I thought you guys got the vaccine. And she was like, right. It's like, you can still get the disease if you have the vaccine. You just don't die from it. And we're like, and? Tell me more. Yeah, tell me more. You can't die from it, but you could get it. And we're like, well, why are you worried about you know, our, my father-in-law getting it? And she was like, because we don't want him to die from it. It's like, didn't you just say he's not going to die from it? I know you guys know that it doesn't make sense. I know that the people that are in that camp of crazy that are just like looking into it and going like, I made this illogical decision and I can't help it. Um, And now I'm pot committed. That's what we would call that in the poker world. You're pot committed to this decision. You have to say things that are illogical because you're so, you're so nested in on it and you're so... You're so like, it's a sunk cost fallacy kind of thing, right? I mean, isn't that kind of where this goes, where these people just like, they have no other choice. You have to basically say illogical things if you want to keep believing that you didn't do stupid things.
2: You'll say whatever you can to delude yourself that you made the right decision. I mean, one of the, the funniest slash saddest experiences that I had during all of it was when they had the requirement that you had to wear a mask in the federal courthouse. And yes. it said, you have to have a mask. I said, it doesn't say it's a wearer. I have to have a mask. So I would walk in and the blue coat guys, I didn't want to give them a hard time. They're like, you got to have a mask. I was like, okay, I'll take it. And and your guys are good. You're administratively pure. And they're like, okay, fine. I just walked in, put it in my pocket. And a uh, assistant US attorney walked by and said, hey, where's your mask? And I turned to him and I said, well, you have two. So why don't you just turn the one on the outside, inside out? And then it'll be like, I have it on.
1: It's the equivalent,
2: right? And And he looked at me and he pondered it for a second and then just did a 180 and walked away.
1: Do you want to know how I know when my uh, when my wife is watching our show live? Because she sends me a text message saying you're airing family stuff on the on your show, but it, it's a worthwhile thing. Nobody is safe until everybody's safe. I'm actually going to segue this like a pro in a second. Let's talk about uh, being safe, too, like hedging against some of the uh, the weird things that are happening in the world. Ryan, we bring up 4Patriots, our friends over at 4Patriots. Dude, he was on that. Did you guys see how fast that transition happened? We didn't even prep it. 4Patriots.com slash Kyle. The promo code is Kyle if you're just on the website and you click through somewhere else. 4 slash Kyle. And get yourself hedged against crazy. There's all kinds of bad ideas that are going on out there in the world. And what you should probably have is a way to start a fire, a way to eat something. Look at this, Aztec chili with mango survival food. Do you know that there's not a single MRE that has the word Aztec in it? These are durable foods designed to last 25 (laughs) years. They're packed full of calories that you guys can take with you on the go. You can prep it with just a little bit of water. They've got water purification, too, if you guys don't have a solution for that. You can get yourself set up. You can do a three-month survival plan. You can do a 72-hour. You can do a whole year. You can dump some money into this and hold on to it for two and a half decades to make sure that if something goes sideways, whether it's in 2024, which it's really looking weird. There's a lot of indications out there that nobody is safe until everybody is safe. Or you can hold on to it in case we just happen to scrape by and we kick the can down the road to the next midterm, to the next presidential cycle. God knows what's coming, but uh, literally only God knows. So get yourself prepared unless you have some sort of uh, foresight. Or prophecy. It's for Patriots, the number four patriots.com slash Kyle. Get yourself squared away. tacp P is in there knowing that MRE technology, he said it's superior to the Aztecs. It's false. Everyone knows that. The Aztecs lasted for a long time. They built way bigger things than G.I. Joe does. All right. Um, how are we gonna segue nobody is safe until everyone is safe? A nine-eleven tool, a post nine eleven tool. That you just saw, this lady saying it was a, uh, you know, everyone must be safe, and that's why we needed to go. We infringed on all American civil liberties starting in September of 2001. And we've got a video that my friend George Hill referred to as, as the first time he's ever seen gay porn. I assure you, you're this is work safe, but it is going to make you want to gag in the same way as watching something nauseating. We're going to play this in small bites. We're going to take bites of this. This is a five-minute video. I actually want you to see all of the questions. Because John Cornyn tweeted this out and said, look, I'm going to correct all these misconceptions that you have about 702. We're going to correct the corrections real quick here. Let's do video number one. John Cornyn, the senator from Texas, correcting your misunderstandings about 702. He's going to straighten it all out for you. We're going to straighten him out. Let's go ahead and start with that video.
5: There's a lot we could talk about, but Mr. Olson, I want to talk about section 702 of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act. Uh, There are stories that are on social media, and I actually hear members of Congress suggesting that under Section 702 that the U.S. government can spy on uh, innocent Americans by listening to their phone calls and reading their emails. Is that true or false? That's that's fundamentally false.
4: That is not what 702 does. All
1: right, pause it. Yeah, 702. Okay, that's fundamentally true. Because that's exactly what 702 does. I'm going to wager right now, and I'd be willing to wager something that I really like, like maybe the pinky on my left hand. I, I think I would rather have this than not. But I would tell you that neither one of these guys has ever looked in DWS. DWS is the FBI system that allows the Bureau access to raw collection data from the NSA. And let me just put it this way. Steve, did you ever have to use DWS? Because that's, I think, actually more interesting. You were an FBI agent and theoretically could have. Have you ever used DWS?
2: Never had to use it. Know what it's about, though. Have you ever had to query DWS? No, they didn't have any 702 demands on the res. (laughs) So the point to me is, is that
1: you were someone who was actually in a role that could have done it. And you didn't do it because not everybody who even works within the FBI does it. In fact, not even everybody who works in the CT realm. It's not only like national security people. It's actually a specific subset of national security. It's mostly intel analysts who get like major boners about looking into uh, people's background. That's why it was referred to. George Hill's example was this. He said, imagine that the 702 data the the raw and exposed information that comes in. Raw FISA is literally, we are connecting to your email box and we are looking into it the way that you would look into it. When I used to open up someone's email, it was, like, it was like opening my email, except it just didn't mark that it was red or anything else. We copied it over and we had a full look at it. And he said it's the equivalent of going into a club, a nightclub at 2 a.m. with a bunch of women that are so horny they're willing to sleep with anything that moves and then sending in The most desperate, never touched a woman, computer gamers, scared of human flesh types that are really, really motivated to walk in there. And these women will sleep with anything. That's what it's like sending Intel analysts into the 702 database. That was George Hill describing it. Not a man to
2: mince words at all. (laughs) How does that sit with you? (laughs) I mean, I, that, that tracks. I, I like that analogy. I'm an analogy guy. I'm a metaphor guy. I was actually just thinking about what what Cornyn led off with in that that exchange, and let's just let's just give him the maximum grace and say that what he was saying was was in effect true, okay? But it's it's a false premise. So it's it's saying like, well, uh, honorable whoever here, uh, I've been told that the Section 702 people have concerns that it uh, is like the Aztecs and reaps rips out the beating hearts of children and sacrifices them. Is that true? Well, that's fundamentally false. Well, then we should definitely renew it. Yes. That, that's what they do. They set up it's this called
1: false dichotomy false. in the logical oh, yes. world where we basically set up a thing, two things, neither of which have anything to do with it. And it's a straw man as well. So like it's it's a straw man false dichotomy. And like this is a, some BS. And if if this BS that I've just laid out that I've I've framed the argument falsely, if it's accurate, well, then we must, you know, that's that's the if the glove doesn't uh, fit, you must acquit. It's an OJ reference uh, on a Wednesday morning here in December. Uh, what is it? 25 years after the fact or almost 30 years. Yeah, so it's almost 30. It's, so let's keep playing this video. I want to keep pushing along. We're going to give him a little bit of grace, as you just said. Uh, he doesn't deserve it. And like I said, uh, this is two guys that are fluffing each other up. And we'll we'll talk about who these guys are in just a second. But uh, continue on with this, if you would, uh, Ryan, if you'll keep playing
5: the video. Who is a foreign... Uh, Intelligence Surveillance Act, that's why the F is in foreign, means that it targets foreigners overseas, not in the United States, um, for um, who are suspected or believed uh, to be a threat to the United States uh, national security, correct? Correct. So here's where people, I think, get a little confused. If they are actually communicating with an American or a U.S. person, it's called, right? It could be a legal permanent resident. Then there is um, that information is collected as part of 702, the contact between the foreign target and the U.S. person, right?
4: Correct. That's right.
5: And that goes into a database uh, that then is can be queried by the FBI or the intelligence community in the future.
4: Correct. Under under rules. So the. Let's pause it right so there.
5: The, the, it's
1: just... He's going to go on to talk about the rules and that there's a warrant. So we'll let him say that. But uh, let's talk about those rules. Uh, Steve, have they ever broken those rules? Uh, did we cover that the other day? I feel like we did.
2: I mean, it's only like 2% of the time. So, uh, so how, how many times it, is that? Hundreds
1: of thousands of times. OK, yeah. So like one in 50 times equals like a couple hundred thousand times
2: that they have violated those rules in one year. Yeah. But I mean, look, they've they've gone through major reforms, according to Christopher Ray, that you can't find out about. Uh, and everything that you're saying that they've done before happened before the reforms that you can't find out about. So you should just trust us. Pass the NDAA to give us an extension.
1: I was subject to the uh, the training for those reforms, and I still sucked at using it because it's almost impossible to use that tool as an FBI agent, as I've uh, probably appropriately explained on multiple, multiple venues, but I'm going to do it for my audience. I've done it for other people's audience too. Folks, imagine that the 702 capabilities. The collection capabilities are the same thing as like a um, as like a metal detector in an airport. And your job as an FBI agent is going to be analogous to that of the TSA officer. Now, when you're an FBI agent, your job is to make sure that we don't have terrorism. Theoretically, we don't really have that job, but they've made it up for themselves. And then you're also supposed to keep people from uh, engaging in espionage, selling off our things. Counterproliferation means you're moving technologies that are not allowed to leave. Night vision technologies going to Iran, that kind of thing. So your job is to stop foreign intelligence threats, and foreign terrorist actors. And you were given this tool, FISA-702, which is a metal detector that all things must go through. Now, the rules that we just talked about with Steve are that you may not use the metal detector to find guns. You can't do it. You can't find Americans that are betraying this country, people that are in the United States legally betraying this country. You're not allowed to use that tool to find those things. Okay, so now you're TSA. Your job is to make sure there's no guns on a plane. You're not allowed to use the metal detector to find those guns, everybody must go through the metal detector, and the metal detector finds guns. What do you think, Steve?
2: Are you going to be using the metal detector or not? Oh, definitely, definitely not. I mean, you swore an oath. <laughs> to, uh... <laughs> well, that's what we believe here. It's definitely. It's in, look, and like you said, it's those uh, it's those incels going into the strip club with the uh, really promiscuous. I didn't women. think like, of them as incels, but you're right; they are incels. Yeah, and they are. They are thinking they're doing good work. They're, they're going to say, hey, look, this is the workaround. We're going to use this as a tool.
1: These to- ladies are just looking to get laid. So here I am. I'm ready to help it out. My job. You're is just welcome. To come- look, I know that we're not, strictly speaking, supposed to do the thing that we're doing, but you're going to really appreciate that we did.
2: And by the way, we went to Ivy League schools, and that's why you should really trust us, because we're the best, which is why we get to John Cornyn's statement that he put out on his Twitter profile, where it's like, look, you know, there's concerns about circumventing Fourth Amendment protections here, but we stopped some of the people at the border. We stopped some cartels. So this is a tool that's necessary and we need to have it, even though it violates the uh, provision of the Constitution, that I, that pesky Constitution I swore an oath to protect and defend, and then is being then used to reverse target people for things that they're doing, like exercising the First Amendment, in violation of their, I don't small, know, small change, process rights. Change. Just, I mean, it's it's really analogous to what Lindsey Graham said way back when, like two decades ago, where it was like, look, free speech is great, but we're in a war.
1: Um, what's weird is George Santos said something very, very similar, and he has a very good score when it comes to like the, his conservative liberty type score. I know he's getting removed, but or maybe he's already been. The fact of the matter is, is that uh, he was sitting in a Twitter space and he was like, shouldn't we just suspend like the fourth amendment for a little while and go door to door and find out like who lives in this country. it's like, no, dude, no, you don't go. You know what? There's a police state here. And by the way, they've let in a bunch of people that seem like a problem. We should probably suspend all civil liberties and we should just, we need to crack down on this thing. Uh, you think the government gives that power back? I think not. Also notice that John Cornyn mentioned foreign intelligence, and then he's immediately going to pivot to his argument that they stopped terrorists, right? And cartels. Neither of what foreign intelligence, just so my audience understands, and I know this is something that's probably wrote memory to you, Steve, but foreign intelligence means state actor engaging in intelligence, gathering of information against the United States. It doesn't mean kinetic actions by non-state rogue actors, which is to say your actual terrorist types. And it certainly doesn't mean like transnational organized crime indications that are not part of any state and work amongst multiple states and come in here and try to do things like, you know, smuggling fentanyl or little kids. None of that stuff has to do with foreign intelligence. Absolutely bizarre. I'm going to let him keep running this. I'll let you have the first word on the next one here. Let's roll this forward and let's keep watching a little bit more of this video and see if we can get to the end of it without puking.
5: It's a little weird because I think some people say, well, you shouldn't be able to get incidental collection on the U.S. person. But I was thinking that you know, if you go to a court and get a warrant or a wiretap, um, you don't know who the person you've wiretapped under the authority of the court is actually going to be talking to, do you? That
4: it's exactly the same in the criminal as in the foreign intelligence context. Exactly. Okay, sorry, right. we got to stop. We got to so stop.
5: You I, I couldn't
1: find. Out- <laughs> I couldn't stop. Steve, you ever had a wiretap? You ever worked at Title Three? I have worked them. Yes. Yeah. And how do we stop that incidental collection of the people that have nothing to do with the criminal activity? There's
2: actually a process. You want to tell people what that is? Yeah. I I mean, I think it's called minimization Mm. um, and it's required. You actually get briefed on doing that where you can listen in to the phone call for a very brief amount of time and then deem that this is not relevant to our investigation and therefore legally I must stop listening and turn off the switch
1: it goes like this the phone call ring ring i'm calling steve steve is a a subject of a title three wiretap and he is under surveillance and he's being watched so i call up ring ring steve says hello and i go hey steve it's kyle i gotta i gotta tell you something and he's like what is it and so the agent goes "Mm mm-hmm tell me more okay they're listening and i go dude um my uh my face is itching i i ate a pepper and and like i feel like my face is on fire and, and they go, is that a code word? And he goes, your face is on fire. What were you eating? I was like, Emily made tamales. And she's never used these peppers before. And Steve goes, that sounds terrible. And we start talking about tamales and pepper. And they go, blip, and they turn off. Because that's not relevant to criminal activity. That's not inside the scope of the search warrant. And sometimes they'll even have a taint team that listens to it. So the people that are actually listening to the uh, the calls have absolutely nothing to do with the prosecution. The case they're just deciding balls and strikes. That one's in. That one's out. Yes, you can listen to that call. Yes, you can. And then they'll tune back in a couple minutes later. And Steve and I are still talking about it. We'll be like, dude, you know what? Also, I, I I bought this laundry detergent and it's making my shirt itch. And he was like, oh, that's terrible. I hate it when my shirt itches. Now they're back off again. They still are not listening. They will tune in and out, and that call will get thrown away by this team. And those people who listen to the wire are not part of the case. They're not part of the investigation. There's some poor bastard who just
2: got out of uh, Quantico to listen to it. This was actually really well represented in the movie Casino when it's uh, Pacino, or not Pacino, it's De Niro and Joe Pesci that are supposed to be having these conversations. The FBI is listening in, so they figured that out, that minimization happens. So they have their wives jump on and have these moronic conversations, and then when they're fairly confident the FBI is checked out, then they get on the phone real quick and say what they need to say and then jump right back off. Which yeah. theoretically, I guess you could you could do. I mean, it's it's a gamble. But then there's also people that you cannot. You must immediately switch it off. So if you call me and I'm your attorney and you're like, hey, I need to have the conversation, the FBI must cease listening to that immediately. If I'm uh, if I'm your pastor, if I'm your spouse, if I'm your doctor, like these are all restrictions. They're they're really buttoned up with the Title Three wiretap. And uh, I guess when it comes to foreign intelligence, though, uh, even though John Cornyn uh, identified the F F stands for foreign. I did watch Sesame Street. Um, he doesn't think that minimization applies to that, even though his witness is saying it's exactly the same. I think John Lithgow would play him in the movie of our lives. Is that Maybe. Right? I mean, but does he not like dancing? Like, that'd be consistent.
1: Okay. I don't know. I, I just, I think John Cornyn has been in Congress for 20 years at this point and um, doesn't
2: care. And he doesn't like guns either, which you know, thanks. Thanks, Texas. Again, appreciate that. You, you, you sent the, uh, the rep over from Dallas who says that you have a deplorable state. And then now you have a senator who wins 70% of the primary vote who says that uh, we need to rein in guns and allow the government to listen to you.
1: It's just, it's just surveillance. Let's keep playing this along. It, it nauseates me, but we're going to keep doing it. I just, I had to stop right there. Sorry.
5: About more about that U S person. Don't you have to go to court and get a warrant from the foreign intelligence surveillance court?
4: Exactly. If if the government is going to target the U.S. person or somebody in the United States, then the government must go to the FISA court, establish probable cause, and get an order from the court in order to conduct the surveillance of the person in the United States. Stop
5: it right there's there. there's this... Um, <laughs> That's so, Three seconds it's, later. <laughs> it's so
1: hard. It's so hard because everything these guys said is false. Steve, we were listening to the... Uh, we live-streamed the hearing the other day. Do you remember how many warrants Chris Ray said they went and got uh, using um, 702 and then went and got the criminal warrant because it was necessary?
2: I don't remember, no. I mean, was it zero? It's or? zero. Yeah, was it the lowest number?
1: They've never done that. They've never done the thing that John Cornyn just said is the reason why it's okay. They've literally never done that. And I'm guessing that Matthew Olson either knows that. Like, here's the thing. It's always the two possibilities. It's the fact that they're either complicit and corrupt or they're woefully ignorant and useless. And if you're ignorant and useless, you shouldn't be in that position. And if you're corrupt, you probably should be hanging because you're actually selling out American civil liberties. It's the fundamental thing that you said you would do as a government employee. God, it makes me want to puke. Let's see if we can get through the rest of this video without puking. You got, you got a final thought on that that particular point?
2: <laughs> I, you know, I, I think it's just it's just going to be connected to how all these people who are elected officials are just c- completely separated from the actual issues. They're just insulated and and they're frankly just unqualified to do their job. I think that's more of what it is. I think they're just. They're not they're not they're they're corrupt in one way, but they're I think it's it's not a if or it's it's and also I think they're corrupt slash incompetent, which is the worst combination.
1: I'm calling uh, John Cornyn right now a police state shill. I don't see any other way around it. If you are into government mass surveillance and you don't understand what it is that you are going for, like I said, I don't care why, whether they've got something on you or you're just really got a boner to go after Americans and destroy civil liberties. You're a shill for the police state, and uh, and you are the problem this has, guy needs to be thrown out i mean he doesn't yeah he's, he's not up till 2027 so we've got plenty of time to grassroots anybody who's in texas that uh, cares about civil liberties that wants to run against this like we need to push somebody forward anybody would be better than this guy at this point
2: point. he wears waldo glasses
1: which should be a campaign loser he didn't used to talk like that either it's, it's very weird like they they as they get fatter and more bloated with like um i i guess like lobbyist money and and privilege yeah it must be Probably the wrong. Do you think they use
2: serrated knives when they eat their steak? Hundred percent. Yeah, they
1: use whatever the wrong tool is. These guys don't know about. it. All right, let's finish this thing out. Uh, Let's finish out this video. So there's only so much I can stand.
5: This database of lawfully collected 702 information that that can then be queried um, or tasked for further information, Um, and there's been some suggestion that this lawfully collected. Uh, 702 information that you would need an additional search warrant in order to look at what you've already lawfully collected. Does that make sense to you? It
4: it does not. And I suppose more importantly, it doesn't make sense to the entire leadership of the intelligence community, which has come out unanimously opposed to any sort of a warrant requirement to simply query the data that's been lawfully collected, uh, both because it's not required by the Constitution, but more importantly because it would be devastating to the value of this indispensable collection.
5: It seems kind of odd to say information that's been lawfully collected, if you want to actually use that information, you have to go back and ask permission for something that's already been lawfully uh, collected. So, like I said, there's just a lot of um, uh, myths And conspiracy theories and uh, incorrect narratives, which is the reason why I'm, like, I appreciate the opportunity to be able to get you to clarify some of this for us. Um, I think basically the 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 misconception is, while the Constitution clearly applies to American citizens, that's why you have have to go to court and show, show probable cause. That it does not, the Constitution does not protect foreign targets uh, information does it? it it does not the
4: Fourth Amendment does not apply to protect non-us persons who are, are overseas
5: what would happen if we if uh, section 702 uh, expired at the end of this year without reauthorization? I think it would,
4: again, as the intelligence community, the Attorney General, the Director of National Intelligence um, have all made clear, it would be devastating to our national security. So I do welcome the opportunity here this morning to speak to you more about this.
5: Well, I've called it the the most important law that most Americans have never heard of before. Um, And as I said, there just seems to be a lot of confusion. Um, And so I appreciate the opportunity to ask you a few questions and hopefully provide some clarity. Thank you very much. All right, that's good right there.
1: I got through that. Um, Guys, I was biting my tongue. Ryan's correct. I was sitting here like I was crossing my arms. Everything about what they said is false. Literally every claim made. And let me just put it this way for you. And I don't think any of you will disagree that watch this, but more people should at least understand. If the intelligence community is united in their belief about something, you know, like maybe the Hunter Biden laptop is Russian disinformation, has all the hallmarks of Russian disinformation. If the intelligence community agrees that they need a tool and you shouldn't touch it then they should never have that tool ever none of those people are in a qualified position and to the the idea that you would suggest that the 4th amendment doesn't apply to people outside the united states and that somehow justifies you to collect information on people who are inside the united states he literally ran through his own argument he destroyed his own argument by stating, it incidentally collects on Americans. I can assure you that those incidental collections of Americans are the most interesting things to people who did the job that Steve and I swore to do. Why? Because they're the people that we can actually go after. We just covered down on the other on the other day. Russians in Russia who have done something that we don't even know their full names are not interesting because we can't prosecute Russians in Russia who are never going to be turned over by the Russian Federation. That will never happen. What we can do is go find a guy who works at the Navy War College... We can find a guy who's a special forces veteran who lives in Florida. We can find somebody who is an American that's involved in foreign business dealings and works with somebody in Taiwan who's affiliated with somebody that is a cutout for the Chinese intelligence service. These may or may not be real examples. And I'm going to go find those people. That's called reverse targeting. That's illegal under the federal law, under Section 702. They are not allowed to do that thing. And that is exactly what happens every damn time. And I'm guessing Matthew Olson knows that. It's massively disingenuous, and this sort of thing should get these people dragged out on their ass and thrown onto the pavement and said, the reason that the courts have never ruled that it was illegal is because the courts do not have jurisdiction over it because nobody has standing to bring it, because if you've been reverse targeted by the United States government, you don't know. It's marked secret, no foreign, and you'll never see it. That's why nobody's ever challenged this
2: thing, and the Fourth Amendment applies to all of us, it turns out. Steve, any thoughts while we're getting riled up? I just want to make a, a comparison because he said that this information was already legally collected. It makes no sense for us to get a warrant to to then examine that information.
1: He literally and just I mean, said, could, but we just talked about the fact that they need a warrant, which they already stated. So they've also run through their argument there.
2: Yeah. I mean, if you have, let's say uh, that you and I are, are roommates, right? And you are under investigation for like a financial crime. And the FBI comes in and uh, does a search warrant at our house. And in the common area, they find a laptop. And they have the search warrant that says they are allowed to collect that. And then when they're interviewing you, you say, hey, why are you guys going after for me? My, uh, my roommate, he's into child porn. Uh, it's on that laptop. And they say, oh, that's his laptop? Well, we've already collected it. So let's just go into the laptop and look at it. Even though we know that it's his laptop, we don't actually have legal right to have it. And we're going to get into it without a search warrant for an unrelated investigation of an unrelated person to this case. That's exactly what the 702 is allowing them to do. And that's exactly the case that that Cornyn's making.
1: And would that likely fall under fruit of the poisonous tree since they had no right to seize it under the search warrant?
2: If we live in the alleged land of the free that has due process, yes. And a Fourth
1: Amendment right where the people have to, uh, where the government has to actually describe in very specific terms, no general warrants, they must describe what it is that they're collecting. And so when I was going through Quantico, and I imagine that your police officer training had similar things, maybe Quantico as well, the description was this. If I'm the subject of a search warrant and there's a portion of my closet that is delegated to my wife, they don't have right to search that part of the closet. If I, Or even better, a room, my wife's office. If my wife has a room that is hers, and it's like, that's my wife's stuff. I don't even go in there. I don't even have a key to that room. Or that's my wife's laptop, and I don't even have the password to it. They have no right to do it unless there's probable cause to believe that she is also involved in whatever's going on and that evidence of the crime that they are alleging that there's probable cause to believe that it's in that space. Like the general purpose, like we're going to grab every electronics in the house, all your phones. That should be prohibited. That's the way I was taught. And I don't see that being carried out, but that
2: is the way it's taught. It could even be more specific to if you have an arrest warrant, it's essentially it's a search warrant for the person, right? You, you're or vice versa. So I arrest you for. Committing some sort of an assault. And then uh, somebody gives me a tip. Well, you might have committed a sexual violation. I need to get your DNA. I can't just pluck your hair out. I have to get a search warrant for that separate investigation. I have to present the probable cause that you committed that other crime. I can't say, well, I've legally collected Kyle. He's in handcuffs. So I'm just going to rip his hair out and then run a test on it.
1: And we've actually lost uh, cases. We had to go back and recharge somebody for that specific reason. We had a really fun example of that where somebody uh, on my first day, We grabbed a guy, and when we ended up going into the house, we ended up finding out. He admitted, told us where, described where, and claimed that he owned several firearms, despite being a felon, going back into the 80s. So they pulled him out. We took the guns. We confiscated them. Are these all the guns they are? And then he showed them, and that was—so, okay, fine. We charged him with felon in possession, like you would, under 922. And when they went to go actually do it, under the Superior Court rules in the District of D.C., which is the state version of the prosecution in D.C. There's the federal version is in the district court, but the superior court, which we talked about uh, yesterday, and you and I did rather. <laughs> and uh, so, so they go and they, they go to charge him and they said, well, you can't actually charge him unless you have DNA evidence linking him to those guns. You need to swab the guy to be able to show that it was actually his guns that are in the hand grip or whatever else. Like, you need to tie him by a DNA evidence, despite the fact that he claimed in front of three federal agents and described in detail where those things were. And they were found exactly where he said they were in his bed, by the way. Like they were like under his pillow and on his nightstand, and he was the only one within grabbing distance of it. We we actually let him out. I don't think he's ever been charged again. Like I've gone back and done depositions on it. I've been actually on the stand over that case, and they they chose not to charge it because it was a pain in the ass because they didn't get DNA to time to those guns. That's how stupid it is. Like it's actually due process, and that guy is an actual felon who was an actual in possession who actually did it right in front of the presence of federal agents who watched him. He described him in 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 long form detail. So that. To, be, to protect that guy's rights and to be able to do that process, which I don't necessarily like, but that's the way it has to be done. The idea that we would just run roughshod over it for the rest of the stuff
2: makes me want to puke. It's supposed to be hard. I mean, I had I had it. a domestic it's violence assault where the guy, the guy was detained by the police. They were separating the parties. The, she said he beat me up. They had They sat him down in the back of the police cruiser and they were talking to him. And he said, yeah, I did this and this and this to her. They hadn't Mirandized him. He wasn't under arrest, but there was a perception that he couldn't leave. Obviously, he's sitting in a patrol car with law enforcement around him. And the U.S. attorney's office said, look, we're not comfortable with that confession. You have to go back separately and conduct a separate interview with him. And and he wasn't in custody at that point. I could do just a a, a field interview. Mm -hmm. But anything that he said to that officer, we're not going to use. Because there's a Miranda concern here that he was not made aware of his rights to a counsel. He didn't have to talk to the police. We have to get it more organically. Go back and talk to him again because we're not using this element of it. It's supposed to be hard. It's It's, supposed to be hard for
1: you to do it the right way. Let's go ahead and bring up the uh, the first thing. Who's John Cornyn? You guys may not know this stuff about him. Uh, He was born in Houston, Texas, graduated from Trinity University, St. Mary's School of Law, and then also went to the University of Virginia School of Law. Put that in the back of your brain for a little bit and he's been in office since 2002 He forgot
2: he forgot he needed a second round
1: I don't I don't know why he went to two <laughs> And he still forgot it One of them was an LLM I don't know what an LLM is but he went back and got a JD um so or maybe maybe LLM is the terminal degree so he got that maybe that's the uh the terminal degree from there. I'm not actually familiar enough with this, but I'm just going to tell you the connection is very interesting to me. All these these guys end up in the same club, right? They all end up in the same club. Will you pull up uh, the the story about what uh, Assistant Attorney General Matthew Olson for National Security, he's the Assistant Attorney General for for National Security. turns out that uh, he spent some time from 2011 to 2014 as the Director of the National Counterintelligence, or the National Counterterrorism Center, rather, the NCC And prior to that, he was the national, he was the general counsel for the National Security Agency. So he was, he's a national security guy for at least 18 years. He's worked with the DOJ and worked with the intelligence community for a very long time. Makes me think he actually knows a little bit more about all that stuff. Um, He was a federal prosecutor. I'm guessing that he also did work on national security issues there because he was the special counsel for the director of the FBI, supporting the post 9-11 transformation of the FBI. Imagine putting that on your resume like you're proud of it, transforming the FBI into the current intelligence agency that it is. Matthew Olson has been involved in all of that stuff. Very interesting. Graduated from Harvard School of Law and also from the University of Virginia. So these guys have that overlap. Age differences is significant, but I'm just saying it's very interesting to note that when somebody who helped transform the FBI into the current thing, who was an advocate for the swampy sort of nature of 702, ain't that something? that that swampy advocate also thinks that 702 is so important. And now I'm going to tell you something that George Hill dropped on me that I didn't realize. As someone who has used 702 professionally, it may be worth knowing, if you pull up the, uh, the article from Electronic Frontier Foundation, now these people are fairly left-wing, but they are really interested in digital privacy. This is an article going back to January of 2017. You guys remember that. This is the last days of the Obama era. Now, what in the actual hell was Obama doing ...in the last days of his presidency as he was a lame duck leaving office. With mere days before President-elect Donald Trump takes the White House, Barack Obama... Just finalized rules to make it easier for the nation's intelligence agencies to share unfiltered information about innocent people. New rules issued by the Obama administration under Executive Order 12333. The EO 12333 is the one that gives the sweeping powers to the NSA. They expanded these and they allowed the sharing of raw streams of communications intercepted directly with agencies, including the FBI, the DEA, and Homeland Security, according to a report by the New York Times that was issued on. January 12th of 2017. It all comes back to this. George Hill is going to come on the show on Friday, I think, to discuss this. I think it is so critical that we continue to hammer this drum. They are trying to do an un, an unedited and unadulterated version of FISA, including 702, and no warrant requirements. They're trying to add that to the NDAA. That's the National Defense Authorization Act, which they do every single year to fund things like our military, And they're acting like these things are in concert. When domestic policy and surveillance are on the same bill as our foreign policy and our ability to protect ourselves overseas, we've got a real, a real flippant problem. This is something that these guys at EFF actually called out. This is a huge and troubling shift in the way those intelligence agencies receive information collected by the NSA. Domestic agencies like the FBI are subject to more privacy protections, including warrant requirements. In theory, previously, the NSA would only share them after it had screened the data. Now, you've heard things like uh, minimization. You just heard Steve say it. And when they talk about that, what usually happens is if you got minimized FISA, what would happen if it would say something, but instead of saying that you were getting the emails of Kyle Seraphin, it would say person number one with no email address and no further context. And every time my name was there, it would be minimized such that you would not be able to see who it was that, it, that was being involved on the American citizen side. The NSA has very good policies, from what I understand, of actually filtering that out. And they actually care about doing that. And George Hill told me that when he was on probation with them, that he had significant time where they were making sure that you were unable to do this stuff, that you would not be able to just tweet out raw FISA information or share it across unfiltered networks. Because not everybody has a right to know who the person, the U.S. person, is. This was changed in 2017. That's right when I went into the Bureau. I literally entered the Washington field office on the tail end of Obama. I entered the Washington field office when these rules were in effect as they opened it up. And I only saw raw FISA. Because my first days there were the end of 2016, the beginning of 2017. And as they were bringing on Trump, one of my first official things was going to Trump's inauguration in an undercover role. The fact is, this thing changed, and I only knew it this way. And I didn't realize that it was always different until I showed up in the FBI. It's interesting to see how some of these things changed. Because it immediately looked like a problem to me when I was there. And of course it was. Because it was previously never allowed to be like that. That's why they got big problems. Um, we're going to keep pivoting on. Let me do a, a quick thanks to talk about people that are not like this, that do think that your constitutional liberties matter. Our friends over at Four Patriots, uh, sorry, our friends over at Patriot Coolers. It's nice to have two Patriot-type uh, companies. Patriot Coolers, i got one sitting in the background. Actually, Ryan was giving me a hard time because he could see it. I've got my soft-sided uh, cooler, which is a backpack. It's an outstanding product. You guys, these are making great stocking stuffers, great uh, bigger gifts underneath. If you're going to only get a husband or a wife, a spouse that's into camping, that's into survival, that's into uh, getting an American-made or American-branded, product. Rather check out patriotcoolers.com. use promo code Kyle gets you 10% off. A lot of these things I said, uh, American made on accident only because a lot of these things cannot be made in the United States. We have uh, an EPA and overreaching government also by executive order. that doesn't allow you to do this kind of stuff. So they got a lot of thoughtful things on there. There's designs there. Go back to that. Um, if you can, that, that picture on the top, show the top page, um, of the uh, backpack, keep going backwards, keep going, keep going. Keep going, the top, there it is. So that little pocket right there is an insulated pocket. So whether you're keeping like a snack bar that you don't want to melt or you're keeping like medicines that have to be temperature controlled, it's kind of cool to have a zipper on the top that is also in a little um, insulated pouch. The the roof of that... Uh, of that particular soft-sided backpack right there is insulated, and then the pocket itself is all insulated. Anyway, thoughtful little stuff like that. They got a bottle opener built into the side in case you're carrying around some kind of bottles and you don't have an ability to open it. There's really nothing worse than not having a bottle opener and a corkscrew when you're trying to have a cool picnic and you got your cool guy backpack, and there you are, unable to open it. And you're thinking, should I just break the bottle open? Like, am I gonna drink glass shards? Anyway, Patriot Coolers, great company. Gives back to veterans. Gives back to the Kyle Serafin Show. Promo code KYLE, 10% off. And uh, 50 bucks is going to get you free shipping. So pretty easy to do it. Make it so. Guys, check them out and uh, continue to support them. They're a great company. And of course, always sitting on my desk right over here, which I've been slowly sipping away at. All right. Uh, Steve, it looks like your article just went live on Bongina Report. Is that correct? Uh, Ryan, do we have a chance to pull that thing up real quick or do you want to pull it up in real time? Yep. Give me two seconds and I'll be on it. Fantastic. Steve, why don't you tell people what you've uncovered? And uh, we had a little source, a little birdie tweet at us. and Of course, we opened that up and so we'll hurt some feelings as we go. Go ahead and take it away. (laughs)
2: Yeah, our group got a little bit of a tip that there was uh, on the intranet, the unclassified system within the FBI, on the homepage, that they were promoting this mindfulness and meditation training that was going on for CERG, which is the Critical Incident Response Group. Uh, that That's the cool guys. The, those are the guys that are, they include SWAT and hostage rescue team and the, the aviation units. And Kyle surveillance and, team. Correct. The surveillance, <laughs> the behavioral analysis. This is the stuff that's on TV and uh, in movies and they're doing instead of working on their marksmanship they're going to be focusing on meditation and uh and and we got this hold, hold it right from, there ryan
1: on the on that screenshot if you would what is that title being the calm in the eye of the hurricane
2: yes this guy he's a mm. some sort of sports <laughs> meditation guy who came in and was talking to people about about how they could put themselves in the moment and, and be very non-judgmental. Obviously at the same time, be
1: present as you are smoking a terrorist subject or alleged domestic terrorist subject,
2: (laughs) man, it got into like appreciating your coworkers and what do you really like about them? And I mean, it was, it's super, super beta soy boy stuff. Um, but I was really, uh, I was really taken aback by the guys that theoretically should be putting rounds down range at the tip of the spear. These are the door kickers, and now they're going to be doing, I don't know, yoga mat and incense. Probably and, some uh, finger painting,
1: coloring books.
2: Well, yeah, when they get done with their coloring lessons over at uh, Human Resources Division, they can uh, do some, some chair yoga and then uh, move on to their meditation, which Good. there are meditation rooms now in numerous FBI field offices. So this is consistent with the the whole culture that's going on there. And it's obviously worked its way up to the, the door kickers that we would expect to be guys who are capable of violence and trained at a high level. And you need them in a pinch to go jump into a bunker in Birmingham to go save a kidnapped child. Well, hold on a second. I need to be making sure that I'm meditating for a full 60 minutes a day. I'll get to that kid when I get a chance.
1: Let me, let me, let me temper that a little bit because the people that are at HRT are studs. I think you probably know some guys there. I know some guys there. My former boss was there. Studs like studs and killers, no doubt. Uh, my boss used to tell me this, um, who who I always liked. He said when HRT shows up, people get dead, uh, the capability of them to do that is very high. But let me let me just hone in on something that we're going to probably have to cover on another show. Being the calm in the eye of the hurricane, I wonder how how intentional that name is. Most people don't realize this, and you and I have talked about it. I think I think you've actually had training on this. Do you remember the Hurricane Authority training?
2: Oh, I remember that title. And I can't remember what it actually was teaching. Let me I'm let me drop up.
1: Let me drop an absolute bomb on our audience right now. This uh, how many people we got watching right now? 1,400 or so, um, folks. Over 15. Okay, folks. Here's the deal. There's a concept in the FBI known as Hurricane Authority. I've never heard of anyone doing it, and we used to laugh about it because there's no way that any senior executive in the FBI has the nuts to actually call it out. So it's probably never going to get used. But uh, you know, as the world continues to get scarier for us and our trust in the FBI gets lower, the possibilities continue. Hurricane Authority. Is the preemptive ability of an FBI tactical team, specifically HRT, but possibly a SWAT team like Steve was on, to yes, execute the the guys. <laughs> to execute a human yes. being in an extrajudicial killing based on the findings that they would have, the belief that they have that this person was going to engage in a terrorist act, and kill them before they engaged in it.
2: And do you remember based the on slides? probable
1: cause only?
2: The slides on that show. Now that now, now you throw it, at me. they had slides about how you should put your pistol where on their head. Would Contact you go. shots were encouraged. Yes. Contact box hits for the snipers. Him. Yes. And the, the idea, idea is signals- because they,
1: they wanted to stop an S-fest. For those of you who are not familiar with what goes on overseas, if somebody has a suicide vest on and they want to present themselves to friendly forces and then blow themselves up, that's a real problem. So you're th- to be able to trigger it, if it's not remotely triggered, if it's actually like a dead man switch or someone, they, their theoretical is that they were supposed to keep a distance and either do a contact shot if it was appropriate or a sniper shot and kill this person from distance. HRT are great shooters, by the way. They shoot like 50,000 rounds a month. These guys are very, 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 very capable. When you shoot with them, it's not very fair. Um, but. The idea that you would preemptively kill somebody. I wonder if that hurricane was intentional or if that was just an accident by the writer. My guess is that it actually was intentional only because that word gets thrown around in a weird way.
2: I i, I don't know. I, I quibbled with the in the eye of the hurricane because isn't that really where it's calm? So why would you need to be yeah, the calm one in the calm area? I
1: don't think those people who write that necessarily know what's going on. I'm wondering if they fix that <laughs> up. The, but, the, but the idea that hurricane and the hurricane authorities is bandied around in that community and that it means the preemptive killing without... Without deadly force being met, without the deadly force requirements of the DOJ deadly force policy. They are literally talking about waiving the the deadly force policy in that case. I don't know. I don't know if that's what's just me uh, because I don't trust anything that the Bureau is doing or if that is um, is intentional. But yeah, the calm in the eye of the hurricane, as you said, one, the calm, the, the eye of the hurricane is calm. That's the nature of, of hurricanes. And two, the word hurricane is troubling to me because wouldn't you usually use the with the word storm, calm in the storm,
2: Yes, I. I mean, and then you
1: drop the word "I" out. You just be the calm in the storm. If things are raging around you, then you get mindful and you do your job. I, I don't hate the concept of of teaching people to do that. You know, focusing and centering. That's very athletic. It's different than killing, I guess. But uh, the
2: the entire ambiance of the training was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've I read all the way through. It talk about like compassion and visualizing your purpose. And the the the, the finishing quote was spectacular. It said, uh, "This isn't just about how you perform at work." It's about being better in your life, a better family member, a better friend, a better neighbor. A better when you're executing something preemptively. A better
1: baby maker. I don't know. Um, all of that stuff is really nauseating to me, folks. If you want to read the entire report, I, enti- I encourage you to check out Steve Friend's breakdown on it. Steve was on the tactical team, so he actually got funding out of there as well. Both of us had experience with CERG, the Critical Incident Response Group. You can find that on Bongina Report today. It looks like is it is it front and center or is it? Uh,
2: uh, you just scroll down a little bit to, uh, the national security and global affairs section. at the top of that one.
1: Awesome. So check that out folks. Um, uh, and we're appreciative to Dan Bongino who published that. I, I reached out to him last night and Matt Palumbo, who is, uh, the guy that runs Bongino report also was immediately responsive. I think I sent him an email and he responded to me in just minutes, which made Steve laugh because that's kind of the way that works. If you're watching on rumble.com slash Kyle Seraphim, if you guys are watching our show, please give us a thumbs up. We really appreciate it. We're doing uh, whistleblower Wednesday because our friendly Friday is getting disrupted by Steve's travel plans. He's got places to go that are not the Kyle Serafin show. So we are doing this this on Wednesday and breaking things down. Um, I want to continue. I got a bunch of different videos that are going to make people puke. We're just like in the nausea zone right now. So let's do uh, let's do this one. Did you know that uh, Zelensky is actually fighting? He's in Washington begging for money. He's uh, coming out to be our boss, but uh, he's also fighting for your democratic freedom. But let's play video number two just to get you guys warmed up again. This comes from War Clandestine's Twitter account. Good times. Uh, Fox News. Why are you doing this interview? Run it.
0: What do you say to critics who are saying that?
3: I say, such person from government or mayors, think about the war, think about how to defend our people. Don't travel through the world each day, travel to the front line, ask people, ask soldiers what they need. Do this, not build roads for today, don't do it, spend all your money to the weapon, to the drones, to the society, to the pensions and etc. And don't cry. Because you are leaders and that's it. That's why that's why we are and that's why we stay because mostly people people are not crying. People stay and fight against Putin. And we don't have any enemies in our country. We can't have and can't have time for this. And we don't have it. We have only one enemy. This is Putin. And that's it. But you'll stand from democracy going Yes, forward. of course. And of course. Because we are really defending democracy, and we are really defending freedom,
0: Mr. President, we appreciate your time, and we'll continue <laughs> to follow the war.
3: I liked it
1: better when he was playing chopsticks, chops dicks with his uh, his penis on the piano, tickling the ivory as you were. Um, what maybe Brett Bear could go on and host like a fluff fest between uh, Matthew Olden, what do you think, Olson and uh, and John Cornyn? That would be good. Put the two of those guys together. Uh, you're really defending democracy aren't you I have some leftist talking points here I'd like to administer to you and he's like of course of course this uh, yeah I forgot to uh, I forgot line uh, if you say line I, I remember line I say line and it means we defend democracy and also freedom also good have some of that
2: this is beneficial across the board man he he wants to get those pensions funded we want he wants the American people to borrow money that we don't have to fund pensions for Ukrainian people but also so they-
1: yachts we need yachts
2: Yachts. uh, Yeah, exactly. And and, and for democracy, when he canceled elections in his own country and then Fox needs to, you know, obviously they got Lockheed as one of their big sponsors. That's where all those. those This segment is brought to you by Lockheed Martin.
1: The men and women of Lockheed Martin continue to make a lot of money off the Ukrainian war. And if you're not supporting us, you're not for freedom. That kind of thing
2: mitch McConnell I mean, this is a good thing this is a, this is we're we're sending this money and it's going to go to the military industrial complex so we're rebuilding our economy I'm prepared to let innocent people die on the eastern in Eastern Europe so that uh my lobby lobbyists and donors get uh can hit their their quarterlies that's and I mean look we've been waiting on these guys to uh to take the mask off for a long time but apparently the uh, the Republicans in the Senate at least were', were saying like hey we'll just we'll just be every single evil villain that's ever been represented in Hollywood as what it is to be an elected Republican. We'll just embrace it at this
1: point. Yeah, the we'll classic. Just let, let's just lean into it. Uh, speaking of leaning into it, let's do a Joe Biden one. Um, he wants you to know that. Don't worry. He just signed a whole bunch more money over to Ukraine. Uh, that's video number four, I believe. Let's just roll that.
0: the <laughs> you for the press. Before the press hey, whoa, Whoa, whoa. Hush up a second, okay? I got one more thing to say. I've just signed another two hundred million dollar drawdown for the Department of Defense for Ukraine, and that'll be coming quickly. Thank you.
4: Thank
1: you. He actually doesn't say anything after this. You can kill that, Ryan. It, it's just the press yelling and trying to get it, and they're like, and there's women in there going like, "Be quiet, please, be quiet," and they like hush everybody out of there. The thing I love is that he said, "Thank you. I just signed two hundred million dollars to you. Thank you," and he's like. That's my line. You read my line. It's uh, for me. And then he says, thank you. Gross, man. Like, totally gross. This is the guy that's running the country again. Um, He doesn't even know what's going on. And let me play this one for you, Steve. We're going to play this video number five twice in a row because I like it. Uh, Two times in a row, Ryan, if you would, and then we'll get Steve's reaction to it. Maybe Steve can make heads or tails of what's going on in this one.
0: It doesn't uh, lessen the responsibility going after Hamas to innocent Palestinians and, and, uh, and Hamas it doesn't uh lessen the responsibility going after hamas to innocent palestinians and can you help me with that steve does that does that make any sense
2: no i can't that doesn't compute at all Uh, but he was going after
1: the innocent civilians in palestine and hamas with hamas
2: uh, he he just needs to have some more pudding maybe and and the apothecary needs to get on uh, up in that dosage i i mean i i thought he was maxed out i mean he might it has just some have more. to be, we might have to roll the dice on that one. We need some headroom.
1: Yeah. We're going to go into the unsafe limits and start pushing this beyond the, uh, the, the fatal doses see, and just see what happens.
2: It actually, that, that reminded me, I had this, this very old college professor who would do this lecture. He, he just, you know, he would have a big giant slide, it was just like a paragraph long and he would read the first sentence and he goes, and then read the last half of the last sentence and then click the next slide over. I think that's what he's doing. I think that he's got the speech in front of him because he's looking down at it. The teleprompter is not available. He just read the first sentence and went to the last half of the last sentence and was
1: like, eh, anyway. It's it's interesting you say that he's just reading answers off a script. Uh, we actually have a video of that. So you didn't. I didn't. I we didn't prep this. This is how Steve and I, we're like a hive mind at this point. We just kind of uh, figured it out. So let's go ahead and play video number six real quick if you would, Ryan. <laughs> Straight up.
0: Let me uh, answer the question first. Let's put this in perspective. Remember how far Ukraine has come. This is an
5: answer to a question. Russia
0: failed, failed thus far in trying to erase Ukraine from the map and uh, subsume it into Russia. Ukraine has taken back more than 50% of its territory seized since February of 22. Eyes down, eyes down. And it's pushed back Russian, the Russian Navy, so Ukraine can export grain and steel to the world through the Black Sea.
1: There it is. So, I mean, if you if you're not watching on Rumble, what you missed was is every single thing he said there was looking straight down at his little card because a a reporter asked him a question. And that was his supposedly organic response. And he said, let me let me answer your question by reading the answer to your question right off this card on the prompter. That's They told me
2: to call on you first. So call on the lady with the pretty
1: hair that smells like roses. He's like the lady. Oh, yes, I remember her. Um, yeah, he's, he's straight up reading an answer because these are all scripted. We're literally watching like the worst possible theater. You mentioned that before we started, when we were watching some of these clowns, community theater, it's like, they wouldn't even pass, you know, to, uh, to like a low level production studio.
2: The comparison that I heard uh, yesterday was the professional wrestling is like, guys, you're making us look really good right now. Like we're better at this when, when the undertaker comes out of a coffin and, and calls out Jake, the snake. Like that is dramatically better than the acting that we're seeing going on from our elected officials.
1: A hundred percent better. Yeah, I mean, they, they at least they dedicated themselves to a craft. You got to give it to them. Plus, they you know do steroids and lift heavy weights and uh, run around is, and sweat. They, is they Joe got like Biden's makeup.
2: Still on the offsite where they like make it look like it's in the West Wing. Yeah, we've just moved not. on from
1: that. We don't even we don't even worry about the fact that the president doesn't even do like news conferences from his own office because they need a smaller desk where he can control the environment better. Like that that room is too much for him.
2: Yes. I mean, I think that that's what happens when you have a level of senility and dementia go in that they have to have maximum control. You have to have calm. You have to have routine, which is why he has to. Yeah, don't change it now, for God's
1: sake. Like if you change it now, he might snap. Forget the dosage. It's over.
2: Which is why he gets really angry really quickly. Mm. Hey, 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 I'm talking here. (laughs) Let me uh, say thank you for the the millions of dollars that's something over now and you're noticing it's millions now, not billions. So in, in you know, the Zelensky has got to keep his stone cold face for, or say, thank you. Thank yeah. you for that. And Even he's though like, he's
1: seriously disappointed that there's a, there's an M instead of a B.
2: Yes. I mean, we've sent them more money in the last two years than I think we've sent Israel in the entire state of Israel's existence.
1: We're getting there if, if we're not there. And it's, it's been in like 18 months. Let's um let's push on on uh, one last thing here because otherwise I'm going to end up forgetting about it. We did a lawsuit. I promised you guys we would cover down on this. We did Steve's story, which is cool that it's already up on the website while we were going uh, live, and uh, we're also going to talk to you about this uh this lawsuit. We pull up the the agenda. There it is. So Steve, I think I've explained this to you. The Office of the General Counsel, the FBI, is the lead lawyers. They're the ones that run. All of the legal pushback and they're the ones who do all the advice for the Bureau. Now they did an all hands on deck meeting on November 1st of 2023, this year, just a couple days ago. And I have a copy here of the agenda for that meeting. So there you go, folks. This has been submitted to Congress as a whistleblower disclosure. And this is the agenda. They have a call to order. They have a breakfast, they have a breakfast social. Are you guys good that your your tax dollars are going to breakfast socials for the lawyers there? Uh they do an award ceremony. And then interestingly enough, after a lunch break, they also had a fireside chat. Make me puke more. A fireside chat with the director, which was a fluff job, apparently. And then between 1 p.m. and 2 p.m., the congressional investigations in the 118th Congress, there are about six people listed that did presentations into the investigations into the FBI. The FBI went on a, a scripted and presented videotaped rant where six people made fun of the congressional investigations into the FBI and these people are paid by your tax dollars. We have filed a lawsuit. We first filed a FOIA. Our friend, the machine gun lawyer, Steven Stamblia, put it in, put the FOIA request in. And yesterday, he hit me with a thing that said, guess what day it MFR? Guess what day it is? 21 business days since your FOIA went in. We can now sue them. Do you want to sue them? So we coughed up. A little over $400 to be able to do the filing fee. Steven is volunteering his services. So that's one of the things that we're doing here. And uh, go ahead and drop up topic six if you would. I'll just show you guys the lawsuit. Like we actually sued the Bureau for this. This is how you get FOIA stuff. and Media Plaintiff is suing the Federal Bureau of Investigation. I'm sure they absolutely love this. And it just says that we've come in here and we're requesting the the FOIA documents that we asked it for. If you'll put up the uh, second slide on there as well. Topic, I think, uh, what, seven? The second one just shows you. This is exactly the things that we are actually alleging. The FBI on November 1st had the thing, which I just told you about, um, on the 9th, we requested the presentation materials, including the recording of that presentation, because I'm told that it was videotaped and sent out over the FBI stuff, and uh, on the 16th, it responded. They gave us a request number acknowledging that the FOIA was there, that we have gotten no responsive records from the FBI, and under the uh, the federal statute, under Title V, we have now come and uh, filing a lawsuit. So that's what we're doing. That's what you're doing. That's what you guys are supporting here at the Kyle Serafin Show. Um, you know, we're not judicial watch. We're not big time. We are going to sue people. And if it comes out of our pocket, so be it. I guess that's a tax write-off for what we're doing here. But your support for the Kyle Sarifin show is also going to be us pushing back and using FOIA. And luckily we've got a uh, friendly attorney. What do you think? Are you ever going to see anything out of this FOIA, out of this uh, lawsuit?
2: <laughs> I mean, with this one, you might, uh, might ruffle some feathers up on Capitol Hill and they, when they get really upset when their own stuff is getting in, looked into and, and ruffled. And that's why we're, getting them talking about Twitter files as opposed to, you know, FBI abusing Mark Hauk. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so I don't know. I'm, I'm a little more optimistic about this one than than others. Um, but, you know, we'll we'll see. I'm actually really interested to know what what happened. I want the questions from the fireside chat with the director. Like, well, those were it?
1: apparently non entities. It was like, what's your favorite ice cream? Mm-hmm. And do you really like it when somebody puts a purple rough on your face? Does that make do you, you tickle? Do, do you like getting tickled at night? Or do you like to get like your hair stroked as you go to sleep? Like that kind of stuff. The interesting thing about the the uh, investigations of the Congress is that The report that I got was the even the leftists in the crowd, the people that were avowed leftists, of which there are many in the OGC, the Office of General Counsel, they looked at this presentation and said no adult reviewed this presentation. It was so flippant and it was so wildly um, sort of um, lampooning the Republican lawmakers that are doing investigations into Congress that there was no chance that a serious person did a review of it. But if you saw, if you throw up um, number, what is it, number Five again, Ryan. We can actually look. the The person that actually led off and theoretically was responsible for this was the acting director, Chris Dunham. That's who. That's who led off that particular presentation. So I very, very much would love to see. What this uh, what this looks like, and if we can get the video, I will play it. I'll just stream it on the website so you guys know. If you're not following the Kyle Seraphin Show, please do so. You can do it on Rumble.com. Just hit the follow. If you want to become a monthly subscriber, like Shadow Nine Nine Zero Seven just did, you guys can throw five bucks in a month. We appreciate that as well. Uh, this is where it's going to go to stuff like this. Like our, our main paycheck comes from from doing uh, you know our sponsors. But uh, the stuff that you guys throw in is going to be doing interesting things, like making sure Ryan has money for his production. We've been paying Ryan out of that budget, and also we're going to be doing things like sue the FBI when it's necessary. This is the first time I had that opportunity, so you guys can expect it. Uh, what do you think? Are we ever going to see that video? Is that a possibility? Because that'd be cool. It was on Virtual Academy. Uh,
2: maybe. I mean, but it might have been lost. It might have been well, the director might have been aghast and had it removed and withdrawn. <laughs> That's right. That's right.
1: Or or the, the data was corrupted. We, were, we, were, we regret to let you know that just like the pipe bomber, it was a corrupted data set. So we were unable to actually exploit this particular video for you. But uh, we're really totally serious about it.
2: N- no connection to the, uh, to the Gmail subpoenas on all the congressional staffers that went out uh, and that they all have now found out about six years after the fact, which is what we found out a few weeks ago has been circulating. Nothing to see here. I mean, and that one, that, that got the right people angry.
1: But they should all be angry and John Cornyn should be angry. But instead, we've got deep state shills that are out there that are, uh, you know, in name only pretty disgusting stuff. Uh, so be it. Um, let's just kind of end on a, on a note of levity. This is kind of the culture war piece of things. I want to play this video. This came out from uh, Ashley Sinclair, who I've met a couple times in person. She's a lovely person. She's very, very nice. She was very sweet. She actually got did I tell you the story of her getting uh, kissed by my son. Folks, do you guys know who Ashley Ashley Sinclair is? I don't think I've said it on the show here. Um, She's pretty. She's blonde. She's on Twitter. She's a big following. She's got. She works with Babylon Bee, and um, she put a tweet out that was kind of. I think. I think she missed the point on it. So I kind of just get a casual pushback. That's kind of the fun of being on on having a big enough social media presence that these people know. But uh, the the fun story is is that she gave my son a hug because we were leaving something, an event she was at. And one of the funniest things is that my son always says, give me a hug and a kiss. That's his thing. He says it to everybody. He would say it to you, Steve. He would say it to me. He says it to my brothers. He says it to my mom. You know, it doesn't matter. I need a hug and a kiss. And he's two folks and he's adorable. He's absolutely adorable. And so he gets a hug and a kiss. So he goes down and so Ashley like kneels down to give him a hug and a kiss and uh, whatever that's gonna be. So he gets a hug and then she turns her cheek to get a little kiss from a two-year-old boy and he grabs her face and pulls it forward and plants one on her lips because that's what he does to everybody he actually gives everybody he gives me a kiss on the on the lips that's just the way he operates like i said he's like one of the sweetest little boys you've ever seen in your life and she didn't know what to do with it anyway this video i think is the opposite of a sweet little boy who's two years old giving a kiss on the lips to a grown woman this is something I think is worth comment on. And uh, we're going to play this video real quick uh, without sound. Ryan, you can actually start running it in the background if you like, my friend. And we'll uh, we'll kind of give some commentary on what we're seeing here. So, folks, if you're not watching on Rumble, what you're missing on are some very beautiful ladies. They look like they're probably in their late teens or early 20s. And they have a lot of skin showing. They have uh, under boob. Uh, this girl is drunkenly falling over on a window. This girl has the lowest cut. It's below her, her breast line. This girl's got uh, shorts that are cut up above where her... Her, uh, her V is, and so it just sits up on her hips. Uh, this lady is wearing, I think, a scarf that has been tied into a bandana or something. Is that a belt? <laughs> I don't know what's going on. This woman's 11 <laughs> feet tall and her friends always hate hanging out with her because she still wears high boots. This girl's wearing a negligee that she should have worn to bed. That one's wearing, I mean, it's just, it's wild. Like the amount of skin that we're seeing on these women is pretty incredible. And the statement was, this is what happened in the British empire. This girl's got side boob on one of them on the middle. Um, this girl is pretending to be black because she has a black boyfriend. So she has dreadlocks. That's cool. This girl's drunk and fighting with a very, very high mini skirt. It's really, really wild to see like all of these things. Beautiful women, no doubt, Um, Western women dressing in a way that I absolutely cannot fathom. And I knew that I was too old to go back to college when I came in on the GI Bill because I saw a girl dressed in some like similar booty shorts like this. And I was like, my first thought was, does her dad know she dresses like that? Which was actually my real thought. And then I was like, oh, I'm too old. I need to get married and um, get out of college. I can't be sitting around like college girls. But you guys who just saw all that video, the interesting thing is, is that these women, uh, the the excuse for these women, which I, I, meh. Um, The excuse was, is that, This is what men are demanding. This is what they're clicking like on on Instagram. And they're doing so so that you know that they're desirable in the same way that Instagram models are. And my pushback to you is this, and I think it's really important, and Steve, I'll I'll let you weigh in. As a father of boys, I have one boy, but I have more girls. I got three girls now. Women, you need to to respect yourself if you want. Men are not gonna not be interested in you. I'll just say this as a man who's been around men uh, my whole life, and since I was a boy, I have talked to other boys and men about girls and women. And what I will tell you is this, is there's a massive amount of interest in women who wear turtlenecks and sweaters and cover their entire body. Like it's not going to stop men from being interested in you. I can totally assure you. But what you will do is you're going to drive off the type of men that want to protect and defend and marry and procreate and create a family with you if you dress like you're going to be an Instagram whore. And so sadly, I feel like these women, the the, the claim was that women are chasing the likes that men have. It turns out men are actually pretty simple creatures. You could wear uh, nothing but uh, the, the plastic bag that Missy Elliott wore. In the in the famous uh, Super Duper Fly video, you could literally wear garbage bags, and men would be like, "What's going on under those garbage bags?" Like, we are very simple creatures in that way. No matter what you wear, the more you wear, the more mystery. It's always been the case. There's actually something like how many dudes are like absolutely obsessed with women in the Middle East that show nothing but their eyes? They're like, "Man, what do those teeth look like? Are they like this? Are they beautiful? I don't know. I'm curious." Men are simple creatures, and so the more you you drive the uh, the respect factor, do not. Do not be chasing Instagram likes men clicking a thumbs up on a bunch of skin and men deciding that they're going to wed and protect and uh, procreate and continue Western society. Very, very different. Your thoughts, Steve, your dad, you got some boys that are starting to talk about looking at girls. I'm guessing
2: Uh, we're, we're just before that stage. It's still turn away. They're not talking to you about it, but they're there. Let's be real. (laughs) My six-year-old is a chick magnet, man. (laughs) He's getting pinched by the girl who sits in his class, and and he's like, she doesn't like me. I was like, oh, she likes you. (laughs) That's what it's about. It's about attention. (laughs) Uh, The only thing I would say is, look, if if you're worried about your Instagram likes, it's coming from the same incels that George Hill pointed out. Those are the guys that are going into the... uh, That's the
1: guy that's going to spend 50 bucks to watch you do squats on video. Uh, We're not calling anybody out in particular, Ryan. Just conversation that we may have had <laughs> there are people that will spend fifty dollars to watch a woman work out in regular street clothes and it's not dudes who are going to be interesting to
2: you yeah, women I and mean, just personal preference don't wear the shirt that says like namaste in bed today like that, that you're advertising i that actually like Anthony that that's fine. funny <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's a great video if you guys there's a guy named uh it's, it's called fog and smog he was uh, uh i can't remember he did the thing that was called is getting real in the whole foods parking lot it was a funny video that was like a um about san francisco and about people driving priuses and him getting mad about stuff but one of the things is it was a, a video called hey yoga girl you guys can go find it in the chat to put it out there in the comments or something hey yoga girl very very funny from uh whatever his name is something dave and he's uh he's like hey girl you want to come with me and she's like namaste and i just i don't know i think that's funny but yeah I'm, all <laughs> namaste jokes are good in the Seraphin house only because i just think it's funny and crunchy yeah Wear a t-shirt. Wear wear anything that covers your body. Respect your body, and then you will be respected. Uh, dress like these poor girls. These girls, like I fear for them. I really do. As a dad, like obviously I'm too old now. It's interesting to look at visually because I'm still a dude, but I don't even want to click like on that because I don't want to be associated with liking that sort of behavior.
2: It is. It is weird. I mean, you've talked about it being on surveillance. You're like. The- it's like you have the eyes in the back of your head. If if there's a scantily clad woman, you're just like you just know. Oh <laughs> so, yeah, you totally know that. Like
1: men can sense that, especially men that are like trained observers. Like my guys w- were. Yeah,
2: women have that like that maternal instinct that kicks in that we don't get when we have. There's kids, like a co- and, there's like, a kid that's, that's
1: our- a kid is dangerously close to a curb, and they're like, like somewhere. Yeah, and guys are like, there's a woman who's we're not wearing a bra somewhere, and I can I can feel it in the
2: tri-state area
1: it's so stupid, but it is true. Look, anyway, respect yourself. People respect you. Respect yourself. Let your government respect what you're about or keep voting in John Cornyn's. If you live in Texas, let's figure out a primary for this guy. It's not going to be me, but I'm happy to back it up. Um, that's what I got. Steve, where can people follow you? What do you got coming up next on uh, on AMRAD?
2: AMRAD, uh, we uh, we interviewed Carrie Pickett. So she talked about some of the whistleblower disclosures that she brought out, and we wanted to highlight some of those stories and then the, the pushback culture that we're seeing. And then on Saturday, we're going to be going into some more of the uh, the standard of living decline that we're seeing in America. So, folks, you can watch that on Thursday and Saturday, with live at noon on Rumble, the AMRAD podcast, Garrett a. Boyle and myself. And I'm heading up to Charleston today to go and, uh, and address a, a group there for the book, True Blue, My Journey from Beat Cop to Suspended FBI Whistleblower. Still available on Amazon.
1: Still can buy it. All you got to do is search True Blue. Steve Friend book, it actually shows up. That's the way it shows up in my search results. If I type in True Blue, it populates Steve Friend book. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm all about. Um, Honey, um, just one last little piece on this. Honey whole Howell said men would would screw a pile of rocks if they thought there was a snake in it. I've literally had an FBI agent tell me that while we were at the academy for five months away from uh, most human contact. And uh, that is that is factually accurate in my experience. At least some percentage of men, most of them would have been really good Marines, would would do sexual favors to a pile of rocks on the on the possible chance that there was in fact a snake in there. That's a really sad thing. But But that's a women need a
2: reason. Men just need a time and a place. Oh, better it is.
1: All right. It's better than the whatever podcast, folks. We just gave it to you straight, and uh, we straightened out all these poor ladies who are looking for it. All right. Uh, thanks so much for joining us on the Kyle Everett Show. A ton of you guys have been kicking in. I guess you're kicking in to uh, support our FOIA mission, so we do appreciate that, and I will uh, I will make sure that is the case. We're also supporting Ryan Matta, which is great. You can follow Ryan at Ryan Media. There's a bunch of them on here if you want to scroll through a couple of them on there. I saw a handful of you guys adding the rants, and a lot of them seemed like they were the same sort of thing. So supporting our mission, supporting what we're doing, pushing the FBI for accountability guys. Totally appreciated. Uh, Not necessary. We're going to do it either way, but if you want to support it, we're not going to say no to you. Uh, There's another one. (laughs) Attack peace and imagine the zombie apocalypse breaks out right then. No hot woman would survive. Literally a conversation I've had on the streets of Austin with my wife who wears very sensible shoes so that we don't die. Should there be that? We don't have to be the fastest people on the street. We just have to be faster than the girls in those high Um, stripper boots just saying that's the way it works Uh, how about a review five-star review folks you can continue to add them we're rolling in towards the 850 mark and we really appreciate you guys putting them on apple this one's kind of a long one says country is countrywide I don't know what that means but it's kind of clever sounding Uh, knowledge makes the difference five stars this podcast difference is because his and his co-casters in-depth knowledge of the former agency and the department of injustice They saw the corruption, and they couldn't stand that corruption. They tried to use the SOP to save their agency, but the powers that be were too far gone and targeted them. This battle, the knowledge of the law, or the absence of justice is heard in this podcast, and they wade into the cultural battle where their character and their belief have something to add to the issues and the discussions. You will learn something, and you won't be wasting your time. I'm glad I found them on X, and now I can hear the podcast on Apple. Country is countrywide. Thanks so much for that one, uh an in-depth and I think an accurate one. And and accurately characterized today. Guys, these are literally coming in order and they just happen to be the ones that fit the particular show that's God's Hand in the World if you guys don't know it. Um make sure that you are supporting our friend over at The Suspendables Uh, Merch store. That's the-duspendables.com. The-duspendables.com. That's Garrett O'Boyle's sweatshop. He's still digging his way out from orders. Let's keep it going. It keeps him from being angry. And I'm going to be joining him in just a little bit on a radio show for the Big Mig. If you guys want to keep listening to more Kyle Seraph and stuff, it will continue. There's a ton of it to to keep going. And we've got a lot of things to say. We're going to keep saying those things loudly, proudly, and publicly. And your support is what makes it happen. So thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for the five-star reviews. Thanks for sharing and liking the content and subscribing to this channel at Kyle Seraph Com. I'm sorry. You can go to kyleseraphin.com. You can find out uh, the audio there actually, or you can go to rumble.com slash Kyleserafin where you'll find the rumble video. Make sure you're giving us a thumbs up as you guys are leaving here. And we got something fun coming up for the next year. I'll get into it a little bit later, but we're working on a call-in program, which is going to be with someone that I love and respect very dearly. I think you guys are really going to get a kick out of it. It should be very fun. So that is uh, in the works. Stick around. Stick around for that. And if you're looking for the uh, the Big Link Show, it's uh, listed on Twitter. I don't know what the link is. It's on Twitter. I just I just click on what they tell me and then I talk to the people when they ask me questions. So we'll see that. Anyway, God bless all of you. We'll see you again tomorrow on Thursday and uh, be safe out there in the world. It's a weird place. Cover up, ladies. Wear a turtleneck. It looks good on you. We'll see you tomorrow.
0: Thanks for listening to the Kyle Seraphin Show streamed live weekdays on rumble.com slash Kyle Serafin. Follow Kyle on Twitter, Truth Social, and Instagram at Kyle KyleSerafin.com.